welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Before I dive in, I just want to remind you to please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It would really mean the world to me. It would help out the podcast so that I can reach more men around the world and get this positive message spreading. So thank you so much. So now I'm going to introduce you to our guest, Mo Gaius. He's 24 years old, a software engineer and bioinformaticist by training. He dreamt of being a heart surgeon since a young age and started working at hospitals by the age of 16. He gained a lot of fat freshman and sophomore year of college and decided to get his first six-pack abs for his 21st birthday. After graduating from college, he decided to start competing in men's physique, along with starting his career in corporate America as a lead healthcare consultant to some of the biggest hospital systems in the country. As a busy professional himself, Mo attracts a lot of busy male professionals as his clients, and his proven 100% science-backed methods get results for men who just can't seem to lose those love handles and gain more muscle. His clients include plastic surgeons, lawyers, real estate agents, digital marketers, social media influencers, automotive engineers, and professional copywriters. Mo, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so glad we met. We met, um, we met at a live, Amanda Bucci's live event, uh, for those of you listening. And it was just a group of entrepreneurs who are really driven and motivated. And it was just, it was a good group. And you kind of stood out to me in terms of, you know, what your niche was. Daddy of fat loss. <laughs> Love that name. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we just had a really good conversation and we stayed in touch. So I thought, you know, you would be a great addition to the show because I know there's a lot of guys on here listening who do want to know more about, about physical health and weight loss and what that can do to help their confidence and how, how important it really is. So I want to dive into that with you today. That's cool. For sure. Let's get started. I'm excited. Cool. All right. First, I want to know why you chose, why, why did you choose to become the daddy of fat loss and why that name? Oh, that's funny. Um, so dude, I, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson have been my role model for some time now. And in the movie, fast and furious, I think it was fast and furious seven or something. He said a line that I remember I was a sophomore in college at the time. He, he looked at, he looked at his daughter and he goes, daddy's got to go to work. And I remember like thinking about that line. I was like, that was such a great line. In college at that time, I was an RA. And for those of you who don't know, an RA is a resident assistant. So you're basically like in on-campus housing. You are in charge of that whole uh, unit. For me, like I had like 30 residents and they were all like just freshman students. And at that time, I was either a sophomore or a junior. I don't remember. But I was older than them. So a lot of them started calling me daddy. It was just the funniest joke ever because I always had dad-like advice, but also the fact that I had that edgy side to me, the guy who dressed nice, the guy who would just have a lot of fun. So they, yeah, they started calling me that. And then in the fraternity house, I was part of like, that became a joke too. So throughout my college career, um, 
a lot of people called me daddy. It was, it was fun. It was a joke. And then when I got out, <laughs> when I graduated college, it's been two years now. I just left that title behind. But internally, I would refer to myself as that. And it was the funniest thing ever. And then one day, one of my friends, he's like, you have so much to offer in terms of the science of physical health, in terms of, you know, putting together all these pieces for busy professionals. Cause I'm a very, like I, like I was traveling last year, I traveled over, I don't know how many flights, but it was, I think it was over 52 flights. And that's like traveling like almost every week or every other week at, at worst. I, I live a very busy life. So I, I'm, I've always the guy who knows how to like put together a really good workout plan or put together a really good diet plan for someone who just lives a really busy life. Cause most of the guys who work with me, they, they can't just, you know, like they can't do a lot of the conventional bodybuilding stuff. They can't just, you know, pack their six meals to go every day. Like it's like, they live different life, like plastic surgeons who are doing surgeries for 10 hours a day. Like yeah. I had to have, I had to have a different type of mindset to help them. And and like, luckily, or, you know, I don't know if it was unfortunately or fortunately, I also lived a very busy life. So I had to like constantly think of ways to make my, um, my health a priority while still kicking ass in corporate America or in my business. So one of my friends, he's like, dude, you're more than just a trainer. You simplified my meal plan. Like no one else had, it just works for me. He's like, it's so easy for me now. So at that time, he's like, we got to think of like a better name for you because you're not just a Mo Gaius, the trainer. I was like, yeah, I wonder what that name is. And then one day I'm in San Diego hanging out with friends and the daddy of Fellas just came up and I got so excited because it literally was who I was. And <laughs> <laughs> like, it all just comes back to it because when you have that level of expertise uh, in what you do, yeah, you deserve to be called the daddy of Fellas. <laughs> that's great that's awesome so like it comes to you said you had to change your mindset around dieting and giving meal plans to kind of simplify it for you know the workaholic i guess type person food is so important can you talk about some foods you have high performers eat and like what types of do they do like intermittent fasting is that the yeah. best way to go let's dive into it i love this topic um so what's fascinating is that intermittent fasting in my experience especially for fat loss Intermittent fasting is just as effective as a lot of other methods, because if your caloric intake and if your macronutrients are in place, it doesn't matter if you consume those things in 24 hours or eight hours. Intermittent fasting has benefits for the health, but for high performers, not only are we worried about health, but we're also worried about high performance. Like I need to know that my guys can operate at that level every day in terms of foods that I give my high performers. Um, I'm a fitness professional, so I, I can look at someone's body and tell what composition we need to be at, or like they, they're starting to look soft or they're starting to look too flat. I can tell those things. And then, because appearances matter for these guys, like they really care about how they look. So then I would ask them, like, how are you feeling with this diet? And then they tell me, like, my energy is super good. Like some people who are on, who come to me from ketogenic, for example, once you introduce some carbs into their body, they start feeling a lot better. They start, their workout performance goes up, their strength training goes up, which means they start building more muscle because their intensity goes up. So all these things are very correlated. So at the end of the day, like if I was being honest with you, Steph, there's no one diet that all my clients are on. Like last week, I had all my clients take pictures of what they were eating throughout the day and just put it in the group. 
And I realized something, none of them, and I mean, none of them were eating the same things as the other person. Every single person got creative. They, you know, they, they, they build their own plans. My thing is I give them more control. I teach them the things. And then I'm like, here are the numbers. I want you to build your own meal plan based on your lifestyle that satisfy these numbers and then send me the meal plan back. I'll either reject it or reject some foods or I'll approve it and we start there. So that strategy has worked really well for a lot of my high performers. And because at the end of the day, my goal is still to get them six pack abs by the end of 90 days. So we're still are focused as hell on our plan, but at the same time, we're making it work for their lifestyle. Yeah. And it was with their own body. So they finally figured out what works for them. Exactly. And I think, yeah, you're right with that. And I had, I did a bikini competition a few years ago. I had, the, and the coach who was coaching me, like pretty much like starved me. I was on like a thousand calories a day, like 1200 max. Yeah. And um, one of my meals was a rice cake. That was <laughs> considered a meal, but it was like the same for every girl. Most of us like ate the same exact thing. Now I just realized recently that peanut butter really messes with my skin. It really messes with my stomach. I never knew that before yeah. until I was like, okay, let me try to take some foods out and see what my body really like. It takes patience to do that, but sometimes you do have to just play around with food and see how it reacts to you. 100%. And I didn't know you competed. So that's, that's super awesome that you did. Um, I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of respect for people who compete because I, that's how I started off too, men's physique and I'm actually getting ready for another show later this year. Um, and I'm going to document how I'm going to document how I get there in 16 weeks. Um, like get that shredded while traveling all the time and while, you know, running a business while running a business and having a busy job, um, in terms of like healthcare consulting. And I've noticed with carbohydrates, especially. With guys, even with girls, if you are under, it's hard to put numbers on this, but like for guys, especially if they're under 15% body fat and they consume carbs, their body reacts really well for a lot of guys. Their vascularity pops up, more water in their body, like their abs really pop up. And we do that for, you know, uh, athletes too, when they're getting ready for a show. The last week we really upped the carbs. Like I remember the day before my show, I had 450 grams of carbs. And I, I won the show. Like wow. it was like just perfect because your body needs those things right now. It needs that energy. It needs that glycogen to really fill in those muscle cells. If guys are at 15%, I like to add plus 8% to women. So women would be like 23%. But if they're under that, then carbs are like for sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, yeah. I mean, if you're adding carbs and you expect carbs to make you look better. Um, then you, like, if you're under 23% for women, 15% for guys, you will look really good with higher carbs. Um, but if you're, uh, for guys, if you're over, you know, 20% and for women, if you're over 30% body fat, you start adding carbs, most likely in my professional experience, most likely you'll start looking softer. Like your face will start not looking as sharp. The guys who want that, if they're overweight already and if they have a lot of fat, you give them more carbs, then their body holds on to more water, which means they start looking even softer. Um, I can, I can look at a male body, like shirt off and tell you what their current macros are. <laughs> oh, that person looks like they're on a very high fat diet or that person looks like, uh, they're really high carb or really low protein. So like those things I can tell, um, based on experience. I did not study nutrition. I studied biochemistry. I went to school for um, computer science, so software engineering, and I also dual majored in bioinformatics. 
which is computational biology, minored in chemistry, minored in biochemistry. So I've always been the guy for science. You know, you're talking about how you have a good eye. I'm curious, do you know like what type of diet I'm on? Or would you be able to tell me around what fat percentage I am? I would have to, like, I have never seen you shirtless, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, okay. yeah, so with guys, it's like. I'm always in, like, a sweatshirt when I see you. Oh, you're always in a hoodie, and I love it. Um, <laughs> you're you're one of those people, you're one of those people who just dresses comfortably, and I love that. But generally, yeah, like, as, with guys, it's a lot easier for me, just because I work with a lot of guys. Where should the average man be in terms of body fat percentage? Because I think that's a number that everyone gets a little confused about or really confused. Average man should not be above 25%. So like at 25%, if you're going above that, you have a nice beer belly and you look not very good at all. Flat stomach, like for a lot of guys, it's below 25%. Um, you can be a really big guy and have a lot of muscle mass. And that number can be a little different um, like when you're looking at it physically, but Anything above 25% is, is a danger zone. You shouldn't go that. Um, but for guys, like a lot of my high performers who wear suits to work, guys who are running companies, I, I like to keep them at 15 or below. Yeah. Isn't 30 considered obese? Yes. Yes. And that number, like even like the, the, the obesity scale, that one is pretty like relative. Um, just because every person is a little bit different based on their lean body mass and their fat, you know, fat cell, fat tissues. But yeah, like anything over 25%, you're, you're stepping into the danger zone. Whereas 15% is just that right amount. And at 15, like you might not, some guys who haven't really built their uh, abdominal muscles yet, they might not even see their abs at 15. A lot of guys start seeing those under 12, but like at 15%, you're just happy because that's the percentage where you can get around, you can, you know, get away with eating ice cream. You can get away with having a few cheat meals a week. You can get away with a few things. So like your lifestyle is pretty normal, but you also are like pretty lean. Like you can go to a, a beach and take pictures without much problem. So like 15% is, is my like good range for a lot of my guys. And if they want to get shredded, then we, then we put the, you know, push the throttle a little more. So we dial it even down, but 15% for a lot of guys who just want really good health and just want to, you know, perform in other areas of life, 15% is pretty good. Cool. I'm 16. Excellent. I was happy about that. I found out like a month ago. I was like, woo! No, that's something to be proud <laughs> no of. Idea. That's something to be proud of, especially for a girl. Yeah. Girls, remember yeah, with girls, yeah. like the body fat, uh, the ratio has changed. So yeah. Let's talk about carbs because I feel like so many people try to avoid carbs and like think that keto is the best, the best thing in the world for everyone. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, carbs are so essential for our energy and we just need carbs. Why do you think it's so, is that, are people against carbs just because of how high, uh, high caloric they are and like they're addicted? <laughs> uh, they're not. Yeah. Like, what's like the big hate with yeah, carbs? Yeah. So they're not actually heavy caloric as compared to protein. Uh, fats are the most caloric dense macronutrient. So every gram of carb has four calories. Yeah, yeah. Every gram of protein has four calories. Every gram of car, uh, every gram, gram of fat has nine calories. So you're talking about four calories of carbs, four calories from protein and nine calories from fat. So with ketogenic, yeah, people end up eating a lot more actually. Um, but the thing with that is with high fat diets, they end up being more filling because they have more cholesterol. They have more, um, they, they're just fatty. They're just fatty foods. And when you eat fatty foods, you end up being filled up quicker. The thing with carbs is that they're very addicting, definitely very addicting. Like it's so easy to overeat a brownie 
than it is to overeat yeah. or, than yeah. it is to overeat a chicken breast than it is to overeat like uh avocados for example <laughs> for for fat so yeah. it's just carbs are that but as a culture we we have always so think about it right let's step back a second so we've always like in America after the 60s and 70s we've started to see obesity rates continue obesity rates continue to rise and that is like the leading cause for heart disease the leading cause for diabetes the leading cause for hypertension but i know them on a very intuitive level cuz i worked in hospitals since i was 16 so for the last 8 years so it's like as, as a society we have these problems we are overweight society i mean right now the obesity rate is 33% 33% of average adults in america are obese so one out of every three person is overweight so how do you explain that and that we in healthcare we're projecting that number to go up to 49% by 2030 so in 10 years half of america will be obese that's like an epidemic that is an epidemic and the problem with that is like not only is the body fat percentage going up but also obesity rates will go i mean obesity of course are going up but diabetes will go up we'll have and, and diabetes is the silent killer of so many other diseases like when you have diabetes you don't just have diabetes your arteries in your your heart and your like throughout your uh, arterial system in your body that's going to start building up with like all the fats and start building up start blocking it and then that leads to heart attacks that leads to strokes that leads to other problems so diabetes is like the underlying cause but diabetes happens to be especially type 2 happens to be very directly correlated with obesity very correlated with high fat because uh, your pancreas isn't producing insulin and then all the sugar that you eat throughout the day goes straight into your bloodstream whereas if you weren't a diabetic like a normal person pancreas releases insulin which takes that glucose takes it to the every um body part every organ and feeds them but if you are a diabetic you are not producing insulin and then that glucose just stays in your bloodstream it doesn't move which leads to other problems right that's diabetes essentially um yeah so that's like a really and and a lot of the time if i can get people to just start lifting weights your body fat percentage will drop your you know overall health will go up and weight training has like we've done studies where weight training has helped people with diabetes of course with heart rate because your body wants to be healthy your body wants to be doing things and if you don't do that you lose it so it's just like yeah so back to carbs essentially like as a society we've gotten really overweight and last night i was doing i was on a instagram live with with one of my other friends and she mentioned something that i i just loved and she said like 99.9% of people don't have gut issues 99.9% of people don't have hormonal issues they're just eating too much and that is true you know a lot of the time we're, we're yeah. like and you know what's crazy is that nine times out of 10 when i enroll a new client they're eating too little so what happens is i remember i had um a female client and she wasn't too overweight but in her head she was really overweight and she's like i don't eat much and i had her track her calories and she was literally eating 1200 calories a day and so is so is a lot of my male clients so they're not eating too much and we oh they're so busy right so they don't exactly find they just kind of like randomly eat like they might just you know grab a you know one of those uh uh almonds packs and then just eat those and those are like 500 calories and they're like okay there there goes my lunch um, yeah 
from yeah, home. exactly. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of the time we eat too much in one period of our life. Our body uses those extra calories to be stored as fat. And then what happens is a lot of people think that eating little will solve that problem. Eating little without a plan. So if you're eating 2,400 calories on day one and you realize, holy hell, I got fat. And you look at your belly and you're like, tomorrow I'm going to start eating 1,200 calories. Guess what's the signal you just gave your body? You just told your body to hold on to the fat because you will be starving it for the next three months. What reason? What reason does your body have to lose that fat? So like, that's like essentially, and I'm telling you this because I wish someone ever told me that because when I was like looking for these answers, people will just blame it on the hormones. People will blame it on the gut health issues. A lot of the time, think of your body as an evolutionary driven machine that had to survive, you know, when there was snow on the ground and there was no Kroger or there was no Whole Foods, right? And your body is an evolutionary machine. Everything can be explained with how the human bodies have evolved in the last 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 years. And when you think of it like that, I mean, that's my thing. I take science and I take practical application and I combine the two. And that's been the most effective thing. So back to carbs, the last thing I'll say about it is carbs are great. It's, I mean, especially if you're like on the road a lot, but just remember like, you have to have some good goals and you have to have a right strategy to use carbs in your favor. Um, and so do like, so do any other macronutrients. You shouldn't single out carbs. You should like also call out fats too, or call out protein because extra calories are extra calories and you're fat because you consumed more calories than you were burning at one point of your life. Now you're not burning them because you're starving yourself. So it's like, Human body adapts to almost anything. So there's no cookie cutter pro. That's why cookie cutter programs don't work. Like I'm with my clients, like checking up on them multiple times a week. Like I need to know the pulse. I need to know the numbers. I need to know how they're feeling. And with all those assessments, I'm able to build a program that is guaranteed to get results. I love how you mentioned the mindset aspect of it, where it's like, if you tell your body that it's going to hold on to the fat and store it. Exactly. That's so, that's so true. Right? Ah. Like, I'm like, so many people don't even, yeah, like even just you like saying that and even just having that intention of, okay, like I'm not going to eat anything today. Sending that, that signal to your body or, oh my God. Exactly. And, and you gotta, that's you gotta so think of your awesome. body as a, because so cool. remember we have over a trillion cells inside. What's the, what's the yeah. basic unit of life? A cell. A cell, like a, uh, in biology classes, a lot of the audience would know, a cell is just a basic unit, right? Like a simplest unit of life. It is what we call life. Some And something or someone doesn't have cells, they're not alive. They don't have a life in, in biological terms. So when you tell your cells or when you give your brain the signal that, all right, brace up, we're going to eat 1,200 calories for the next 10 weeks. And most likely no one can stick to that almost every time. Steph, I've done diets that were so extreme that I would be at work. And this is like four years back, five years back. I would be at work at a hospital and like I would be eating my 1200 calorie diet. And then I would see a bag of Cheetos or bag of Doritos. And my, my subconscious brain would literally take over. All the willpower was gone. And no matter how much I tried, I went and opened up that bag of Doritos and ate it. Because the body, the body knows more than I do because your subconscious yeah. brain is, is much more in control of you than your conscious brain. 
Oh my God. It is our brain. Like our conscious does shit. Exactly. <laughs> We're like in, we have like almost no control over ourselves. hundred uh, percent. So it's just like, uh, I never want my clients to get to that point because that means you're like, something is really off. You are either deficient in certain nutrients. You're deficient in food. You're deficient in some area that's making you that you have like no willpower to go and eat that bag of Cheetos. And that's where like my, my alpha masculine frame goes off and I turn into more feminine and I'm like, bro, like I cannot, like a lot of my guys, I call them my bros because I'm like, bro, like I couldn't have told you to man up and not be a little bitch and not eat those bag of Doritos because you essentially had no control over that. No matter how much motivation you had, you could not have stopped yourself there because your body was like, this guy is starving me. I'm going to die. And what if, and your body's always getting ready for a famine. Like human history, we've had multiple famines, multiple yeah. famines. It's in our yeah. DNA. So when you, Not in America. Exactly. So in our, in our, yeah, our body is always programmed to like think that, Hey, you see those, see that cake over there? That's a thousand calories. How feed me? Because what if tomorrow we have no food? What if tomorrow we ran out of food? What if tomorrow there's a famine and there's like a flood or something bad happens and there is no food? With this extra thousand calories in my store, I can live another few days. So like your body thinks like that. And, and the yeah. real. That's really where our cravings come from is that evolutionary. Exactly. Exactly. And process. like when you can learn to, and that's why majority of America is struggling with obesity right now is because so if you listen to your body truly, you would be like, okay, my body likes a donut. And I'll be like, okay, how much do you like donuts? They'll be like, I fucking love them. I'll be like, great. So here's what we're going to do. Three times a week, you're going to have a donut of your choice. So when you are giving your client that level of like discipline, disciplinary driven freedom, like, hey, no more than three donuts. What happens is, I, dude, I, I tell you, two days ago, one of my clients, Alex, messages me. She sends me a picture of a cake. She's like, it's a really good looking piece of cake. And she goes, ah, so tempting. And I'm like, eat it. Just allocate 500 calories to it. And yeah, that'll be good. She literally sends me a message like five minutes later. She's like, nah, I didn't need it. She just didn't want it either. Like, it's just like a lot of the time that you tell people to not do something, evolutionary, we want to do it. We're we're rebels on the inside. And the more we suppress that, the more we, you know, are uh, end up suppressing ourselves. So yeah. I'm all about give yourself the freedom. But at the same time, like imagine Steph, like if I told you, Steph, every Monday night, every Wednesday night and every Friday night, I want you to drink uh, two glasses of wine or I want you to have two donuts like every, these three nights. That, that <laughs> takes discipline. That takes discipline to be, cause like what will happen is what if on Wednesday night you don't feel like eating donuts, but I'm like, you have to eat it. That's how you break bad habits because then you give them the, like, Hey, do it. Like do it. I, I'm allowing you to do it. And they're like, but I don't want to. And I'll be like, there we go. We just won right there. That's victory. Because if I would have been like, it's, it's a lot worse. It's a lot worse where if I'm like, you cannot eat a bagel, you can't eat this, you can't eat that versus where I'm like, yeah, go ahead and eat it. Text me, text yeah. me how it feels right after. And some of them are like, that was so good. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, Go like, ahead. How do you feel after? So wow. that's how you break bad habits. You don't break bad habits with just telling yourself, oh, I'm going to man up. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a stronger man tomorrow. No, no, it's, it's a process. It's discipline. It's, it's a lot of it. It doesn't have to be hard. 
because it's not, it's just setting yourself up for success. Like, can I give you an example? Can oh, I give I you an example? I love that. So I'm going to yeah. do that like, myself. Like you would, yeah. like in, in your case, like guys who struggle, like let's say I walk into a Starbucks and, or let's say Johnny walks into a Starbucks. He sees a really cute girl. Johnny is hesitant to approach that cute girl because he thinks she's so high up there. But if you got Stephanie on your side, Stephanie would be like, yeah, go talk to her. Just go, go talk to her. Just say hi. Just go say hi. And Johnny goes up to her, says hi, realizes her personality is really bad and he gets turned off. Who's better? That Johnny who was scared to go talk to her or versus Johnny who realized she was just had horrible personality. The Johnny who talked to her. Johnny who realized. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's where you give you give yourself back the power in that A lot sense. of power. Oh, that's such a good point. Just give when you have the freedom. And I even do this with my clients without even breaking it down like this. Like I'll, if they want to make a decision I know isn't a good decision, I'll be like, okay, like, why don't you try that and see what happens? Like, why don't you try? And I say in a certain tone, you know, where I'm like, okay, like, see how that works. They'll be like, all right, like, all right, I don't want to do that actually. Exactly. <laughs> that's all there is, right? There is to it. That's so cool. Let's talk about confidence in terms of like weight loss and exercise, how the physical diet changes the mentality of the person and why that's so important. Yeah, no, I love that question because it's something I used to think a lot about and I still do, but I do it subconsciously. So diet is really important because it's the fuel to your body. Like, for example, I meditate every morning and what I've noticed is that my meditations are like three out of 10 if I'm on an empty stomach. So if I eat something or if I drink a cup of tea or if I like if I consume anything, then those same meditation practice goes up to nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Like I just feel so much better when I eat that way. Right. So the reason I'm giving that example is because the diet that you choose for yourself or the diet that ends up working for you, it will give you freedom. And the best part about that diet would be. That when you see your coworker, Karen, or your, you know, friend, Josh, doing ketogenic and vegan diets, trust me, you won't feel like you're missing out. You won't because you have your stuff under control. I can, I, I sometimes I go to work parties or entrepreneur parties or whatever. And a lot of people are, you know, just uh, living restrictive lifestyles or they're just stopping themselves from doing certain things. And I just go eat it. And it used to be that I'll be like, yeah, I feel like I'm not giving my hundred percent to my diet, but now it's part of my diet. <laughs> right. So like it's a mentality that changes. Mm. And when you can do that, now we're talking about confidence, right? If you can do that, your confidence in other areas of life is destined to go up because you have your food in order. You have your diet in order. You're disciplined. And that's everything. Like food is everything. everything. <laughs> that's like what keeps everything. Like living. imagine like eating, uh, you know, a, a, like eating 10 slices of pizza and then going up to the, going up to the most mm. attractive girl. Most likely you'll be like tired and sluggish. <laughs> like you won't feel the best versus if you had like, like three eggs and avocado and a nice toast, like, Dude, like you put on a suit at that point and you walk into your, the world and you take a cold shower like I do, like, dude, the world looks different. You don't care about if yeah. it's, I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. And like most of the time I don't know, 
But every day is like, you're just like vibrant. You're just, I've had people tell me like there's certain glow about you. And that glow comes from confidence. That glow, glow comes from doing the things consistently. Like I work out every morning five days a week. Like that's my thing. Or if I'm traveling, I, you know, I try to do it even if it's more than five days. Like I need my anchoring. I need my workout in the morning. I need that. Then I come home. I have a very, like I've done it for many years now that I have like come back home. I, you know, I, I, I choose my outfit for the day, which is generally like a suit, which is generally like some clothes that actually require an effort. Um, so I, I, you know, choose my outfit. I go jump into the cold shower. I shower. I, and then I eat my first meal, big meal of the day. Um, and then when I do that, I walk into the world. Dude, you can tell me to go talk to Barack Obama and I still will. Or go talk to someone who's like really up there. I still will because I've already done my my work for the day. Like I'm already feeling grounded. I'm already confident. Like you can't take this away from me anymore. Back yeah. to that diet because I forgot that question. Uh, so that like the diet that works, that gives you more confidence is the diet that you feel like you're not missing out on anything, but you're still on track to achieving your goals. So like if you, if you are constantly doing a diet and feel like, ah, oh, Susan is doing ketogenic, she's getting fast, faster results. I feel like I'm missing out or he's doing vegan and I feel like I'm missing out. If you are constantly feeling that, that means that diet is not yours. You haven't like, and a lot of the time and my clients might like for a week or so, I might have them like, like go on a, not a very strict diet, but on a diet that is based on discipline. I'll be like, Hey, I want you to eat more. I want you to eat three meals a day like this because I want you to do that because it'll give you that sense of like, I need, I'm, I'm doing this versus like after that week, I always take them off. I'm like, all right, now you know what to do. So now build yourself a plan where I'll be the guiding counselor and either I approve it or I reject it. And when you give your people that room of freedom, that's where the real confidence comes from. Real confidence doesn't come from reading books. It doesn't come from going to Tony Robbins seminars. It doesn't come from, you know, doing a lot of it. The real confidence for guys is do they feel complete in their own body that they can go attract the right girl? They can go talk to the right girl that they can attract the right type of career that they can go after their goal. That's real confidence for men. Men were meant to do things. They weren't meant to just talk, talk, and talk. And that's why a lot of my guys, they, they hear shit like, oh, you have gut issues or you have hormonal issues or you have this issues, but the medical doctor has not diagnosed them with any of it. It's just this weight loss coach on Instagram who keeps telling them that you have hormonal issues or you have this issue. And those guys genuinely, genuinely feel like, yeah. okay, so what should I do? What should I do? Because they want to do something. But... But at the end of the day, the, the coach that charges them a lot of money, sends them an ebook or sends them a PDF and tells them to do it. And these guys are like, that's not, this plan wasn't made for me. This looks so cookie cutter. No one ever took the time to talk to me. No one ever took the time to really listen to my needs. It just gave me another PDF that I could have downloaded for free on Google. Right. And those guys, those guys, they, yeah. the real confidence for them comes from doing things. If I, if I take them under my ring and we get the workouts in order, we build the plans with them, like for them, dude, the confidence is there because now for the first time in their life, they have that. They're like, Mo has my back. The daddy of fat loss has my back. I cannot lose. Like I'm in it to win this. So it's like, mm -hmm. that's where the real confidence comes in. Like I've had guys tell me that their presentation skills at work improved after they got leaner or meaner. Like they, once they started losing fat, once they started looking better, they started wearing fitted clothes. 
which means they can attract the right girls into their life. Like it's just everything just changes. Yeah, I had I had two guys get job raises and then I had like all of them end up dating. Something happens. Yeah. And it's when you're held accountable by a coach. And it's also when you take the action, like the only clients, like you're right, like my most confident clients are the ones who stick to the program and like do what they say they're going to do each week. And, you know, they tell me I did it. Like I fucking did it. I made the choice to take action on it. And that's, that's what that along with like self-awareness is my huge thing is, which is the same thing you're saying is just be aware of you know what foods your body can handle because that's going to boost your confidence you know know what you know what type of mindset you have and why you have that mindset and that will boost your confidence so it's really body and minder to be a master of your body and mind is equals confidence just automatic confidence it just comes but you have to put in the effort to to master your body and mind you exactly have to try. And, and and those are like the stephen covey talks about how um when you have a jar and you have to put in rocks pebbles and water like rock sand, rock sand and water, I think he calls it. Which ones do you put? Which uh, do you put rocks first? Do you put water first? Which one do you put first? They talks about like putting the rocks in first. Then you put in the sand. Then you put in the water. And then the cup is full. Um, that's like these foundational things that self-awareness happens to be at the very foundation of it all. And then on top of it for guys, like they have to be, for guys, there's something so confident that come that exudes confidence which comes from weight training which comes from strength training which comes from feeling like yeah. a man like there's nothing like deadlifting 500 pounds and being like holy hell that kid inside of me couldn't have imagined doing that three years ago but i just did it and like imagine when you do that yeah. do you think you'll be like shy and timid in other areas of your life hell no like you just won't, you, you'll show up differently, especially if you got your, if you're reading books and all this developing yourself and are a mission driven man, bro, like you're going to meet a girl that's going to like, she's going to be yours. Like you're just going to feel it and you won't have any hesitation. And and my biggest, the guy's biggest fear, Steph, I'll tell you the guys who work with me, because whenever I enroll someone who's single, I ask them that question, uh, which is like, Okay, you and I walk into a bar, and this is not a question that every fitness coach asks, but with my guys, like, I know them so well. I, like, they are me. They are a reflection of me, so I can get really personal with them. So I'll be like, Josh, you and I walk into a bar. There's a really cute girl sitting at the bar. Her name is Katie. She's a blonde. She's wearing a red dress. I want you to go get her number. I want you to go talk to her. Go get her number. Go. Can you do it? And most often than not, a lot of the guys that start working with me, they're like, uh, I am, oh, I'm fat or I, I don't look very good right now. I don't look very good. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so you can't do it. They're like, not yet. I'm like, all right, that's what we'll start working on. And I want you to constantly practice this. Every time you see someone, a cute person or a cute girl, don't hold them on a pedestal. Just go talk to them. They're like, all right. And like, just based on my confidence and my conviction and what I'm talking about, they, you're the average of five people you hang out with. So my clients hire me. And now their, like their status, their standard, mental standard, their confidence starts to increase. They're like, look at Mo. He's just a kid from Michigan who has traveled 45 states and he comes from a country in South Asia, Pakistan. Mo didn't even know English in ninth grade. He learned English in 10th grade, still made it to his, you know, the college of his dreams, graduated with honors, even though his English wasn't there. Even though like he had all these obstacles, his parents never went to college. Like he was set up for failure, but look at, but look at him go now. Right. (laughs) Hello. 
know. Right? But I don't even talk about my own story because I think people talk too much about their story and they don't take much action. Like my guys, Steph, are so focused on the future. They see their mission. They're, they're just focused on that, that their past, they just learn from and they move on. They do talk about the past when it comes up, but they focus most of their energy on the future. They're like, we're getting there. We're going to get there. This is our mission. Like, like for example, one of my, one of my clients, one of the new ones, he, uh, this was like, he got great results and he's already graduated the program, but he came to me and he's like, Mo, can I do all these workouts at home? And I'm like, what's your life's mission? He's like, I want to build a hundred million dollar company and speak on multiple okay. stages. I was like, all right, let's call that client Stefan. Um, and I was like, all right, Stefan, the guy who's building a hundred, who builds a hundred million dollar company and speaks on multiple stages internationally. Is he afraid of gym intimidation? Does he have gym intimidation? Is he afraid of the other guys at the gym? He's like, no, not that guy, but the current Stefan is. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to give you home workouts. I want you to go to the gym tomorrow. I want you to put on a hoodie. I want you to play some gangster rap in your, in your headphones. And I want you to not pay attention to anyone. Get in the zone, follow my program and call me right after you do that. Stefan starts going to the gym. He never needed home workouts. He wanted, he just didn't have the confidence. He thought he wasn't enough to go to the gym. He felt insecure, but the Stefan had, he has big dreams. And by just making him go to the gym, he still tells me that that was the biggest favor I've ever done him, done to him because I, I, I realized the actual problem. Actual problem wasn't the inconvenience of going to the gym. The actual problem was you're afraid to go to the gym because you feel less. So it's like you fix that. Now you're, you're setting someone else up for success for sure. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a matter of having someone being like, you can do it. Like, go on a hoodie. Do it. You got this. Just like Stephanie's hoodie. She always wears a hoodie. Yeah. Um, put on a hoodie, put on <laughs> headphones and go to work, man. Like, no. yeah, no one cares. No one is looking at you. No. And that's the thing. Like when it's, when it comes to re-identifying yourself or becoming a man of confidence, if you're not a confident man right now, the only way to get to that man of confidence is to envision your future self confidently and take actions that that man would take. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head, which is like exactly what I coach my guys through is like, okay, who's your ideal What's your ideal man? You know, who's the ideal Brian? Okay, what would he do? And then we start taking actions based on that guy, not the guy you currently are. Because if you're taking actions based on the guy you currently are, you're going to get the same results that you're getting now. The only way to re-identify yourself is to take different actions and you want those actions to correlate to the 100%. man you want to be. 100%. So same thing as like a small example of it was what I gave earlier, coffee. The, the guy, the, the Mo me who's going to run a multi-billion dollar company do you think he cares about a $3 coffee? Hell no. Like, he just, he hit for him, time is everything. Mm -hmm. So he just goes, gets the coffee yeah. and just goes about his day. He doesn't want to save those $3 and, and make coffee at home. It wastes his time unless he really enjoys it. Yeah. Like, and I, dude, yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was you or someone else. Like I've been for the last month or so, I've been really thinking about that guy. I've been like stepping into that guy. I've been. Like, how does he dress? How, what does he talk about? What's his, what's his swagger? What, what is it like being in his body? Like when you start thinking about that way, you don't want to trade places with anyone in the world. You are just like the guy that I'm becoming is the most powerful dude. He is the most charming. Like he is the one I've always wanted to be. Cause at the end of the day, we, we have role models and we want to be like our role models, but you can't be your role models. They were a different person. You were a different person. So 
the guy that's that you're actually becoming should be your role model. He should be that guy who who you are becoming right now, and your actions should match up with his expectations. Yeah, and I even use that. I used it this morning actually because I was really tired getting out of bed, and I woke up at three thirty and I was laying there until five, and then I get up and I'm like being a slug walking around, and then quick for a second I was like, all right. How would future Steph get out of bed? Like how would she would probably pick up the pace? She would be doing this. And I just like automatically picked up my pace and I started, you know, I started getting ready for the gym and I wasn't, I wasn't just walking around doing nothing, <laughs> sleepwalking. Like, and it just, that, that immediate thought just had an immediate physical reaction. And it's really interesting. Like when you know who that future person is of who you want to be, like you said, like have a role model, make it your, make yourself your role model, your future self, your role model and use that. Use that to your advantage. And the more clear you are on who that person is and what they look like and how they dress, who they talk to, what their daily routine looks like, then the more you are to, the easier it is to fall into that routine and fall into all those patterns because it's, and then it's like, what you want to be. And then you don't so care. And Steph, it's that's fun. like, that goes back to the very first question you asked me. The guy, the, the future self me, he like, he's the one who will be called the daddy of Alice. Like he, he won't shy away from that. He has no... Like, he's like, yeah, I'm the daddy fat loss. Like, that's his thing. And the same thing for like, I, I remember some, someone told me the other day, they're like, no, you're a fitness trainer. But like a lot of your pictures on Instagram are in a suit. Like, you got to show your skin more. You got to show your abs more. You got to show this more. And I'm like, yeah, but the future self me, like, he does, he's not into that. He has abs. He, he loves them and he posts them once in a while. But he's just a swaggy dude. He just like walks around with style. He has his own sense of style. and that's really me. Like I have more pictures in suits and dressed nice than I have uh, with shirtless or, you know, like uh, me doing workouts in the gym. Like that's not the future self me. And in fitness, like when that's, I think that's why a lot of trainers compete against each other because they're, they don't stand for anything. They're just looking they They just compete. They, they're like, okay, that person over there is doing this. Project. Yeah. They just compare, compare bodies, bodies and it's like, but who are you really? Like, who are you? Like, what, what do you do? Like, what is your competitive advantage? My competitive advantage is I know my guys more than any person. Like, I know their pain points. I know what it's like being them. I know what they actually want, why they actually want better health. And those guys are not into the guys who are always wearing shirtless pictures. Like, they might think they are, but at the end of the day, they aren't. Like, that's not what inspires them. And... Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is my biggest, one of my biggest, like top five role models. Arnold is not my role model because, because he had 22 inch biceps and he, he was a Mr. Olympia seven times. Arnold is my role model because he didn't hold back in life. He did everything to the fullest. He, he, people told him you couldn't be a professional bodybuilder. He became Mr. Olympia seven times. People told him you couldn't be an actor in Hollywood. He, Terminator was the, he was the highest paid actor in Hollywood at the time did a lot of really good movies right after that people are like yeah with that austrian accent you can't be a politician they told him to run for city council homeboy says forget that i'm gonna run for the governor of california he does that stays governor for what eight years like, like i love uh, him yeah total i read recall. his book do you read right his book right now. oh man everyone has Amazing to read book. total recall and i i shook i shook hands yeah. with arnold two so days good. ago at the jam Oh, yeah, no, like it was just like you know when you meet people like that, Steph, you don't want to be them. Like if you truly got their message, you don't want to be them. You want to be you who does things the way they did things, right? Like Arnold. Like I always picture myself. Like what would Arnold do? Oh, Arnold was a millionaire before the age of twenty-one. Like 
Arnold Schwarzenegger did not become a millionaire with bodybuilding. He became a millionaire by real estate. Like he was a hustler from the start, and he wasn't afraid to go approach that girl, right? Like <laughs> Arnold didn't have these. Like I mean, it probably yeah. was because, but at the same time, you can't look at your role models because I think this is what like history books do a poor job at. They paint your role models as this like unworldly, like these like creatures from the outer space who are just different. Like people talk about Martin Luther King as yeah. like you know a different type of person. Yeah, he was, but the inner message of MLK wasn't that he was different. He was like, I'm just like you guys. I just choose to go after different things. Same thing with like Nelson Mandela. Same thing with Arnold. Same thing with JFK. Like any man who's like who's who's actually like histories whose name is written in history wasn't just like a you know creature of his own type. He was just like us. Like sometimes I sit down and I'm like. Yeah, there were days when Arnold or Nelson Mandela felt defeated on a Monday night. There were days when they actually were like, like, do you think like Arnold didn't feel gym intimidation mm-hmm. when he came from Austria with just a t-shirt into Gold's Gym in LA, California? Of course, he felt gym intimidation. Of course, he was. He felt like he didn't belong there. Of course, he went through every problem you go through. The the answer is he just got through them faster than a lot of people can, and. But he, but he still felt, went through it. He still went through the same problems. And I, I, I kid you not, Arnold probably had at least ten cute girls at the bar in the beginning that he was like, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not confident enough to go talk to her. I know it. Like that happens to every single player, every single high achiever. They go through those phases, and it's not that they don't have problems. It's that they, they're so self-aware that they can overcome them. They know when to ask for help. Yeah, because they know themselves. Exactly. They know when they need help. Exactly. And it's, it's just, yeah, like asking for help sooner than later. Like you, you can't just, you know, go around life. Like if you, if you're, you know, expecting to live a normal life, which you probably aren't because you have, you know, you're listening to Steph's podcast. But like if you're just after a normal life, then none of these things apply to you. You know, like none of these things really like sound good to you because you're just like, oh, I'm going to buy a, a nice little truck and. I'll buy a nice little house and, you know, I'm just going to live there. I don't really have, um, bigger crazy dreams, but a lot of people who are listening to this have those crazy big dreams and they have role models and they want to be something bigger in life. They want to leave an impact. They want legacy. They want destiny to be fulfilled. So with those guys, like biggest advice I have for you is your role models have the same problems you do, bro. They laid in the bed at night and felt like they weren't doing enough. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger cheated on his wife. Do you think Arnold did not feel like he needed help when he laid in bed that night? Of course he did. Bill Clinton hired Tony Robbins the night before he got, he was getting impeached, which I don't know if that ended up happening, but like, like Tony, like Bill Clinton calls Tony Robbins because Bill Clinton knew he needed help. Every man in history needs help. Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in jail. 27 years. Do you think there was a night or one or two, or there wasn't at least many nights where he felt like, this isn't it. I feel like giving up a little bit. I feel like, you know, this whole mission isn't worth it. Like everyone feels that guys, every single man of history who has achieved something. Oh, like JFK. JFK was once like he was in the Navy, I believe in the U S Navy during World War II. And his, uh, his ship got caught in the Japanese islands somewhere and the ship broke or, or the Japanese like sunk it. 
And JFK and along with those other sailors, they get to an island, they swim to an island, and it was just like, okay, how do we get help? And JFK remember telling his uh, his colleagues, he's like, this is going to make one hell of a story one day. And that's how he started thinking. He's like, this is just a memory. This is going to be a great story while being in the middle of nowhere on an island. Guys, like every person has problems. It's just what meanings you attach to it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so if the guys can walk away from this, this interview with one piece of knowledge, like say they were to forget everything but one thing, what, what, what is the most important thing for them to remember? Give me like three seconds. One biggest takeaway. All right. The biggest takeaway I have for all of my high performers and all the guys who are listening who want more things in life is realizing that your problems are not unique. They're not. The more you think that your problems are unique, the more likely you are to, you know, take multiple naps in a day and not do anything about them. Realize like you're just another person going through life and you're going to have those problems. You have bigger dreams. So of course you're going to have more problems. Of course. Like it's part of life. Like this world won't let you win or like go in the, in, and operate at a bigger scale. If you're not willing to face some problems, the world puts you, the universe puts you through some tests. And you're going to need to last through them. And the best way to get through them is realizing you're not the first one. Aristotle went through the same things. Arnold's went through the same things. You know, Ben Franklin, Benjamin Franklin went through the same things. They lived a life very similar to yours in a different way at the different time, but they had the same problems. So you're not unique in your problems. The best you can do is ask for help. So if your weight loss thing is not in check, follow me on Instagram. I offer a lot of free content. Uh, it's literally daddy of fat loss. But there's a very good chance statistically that someone else went through the same exact problem and probably wrote about it or probably is open to helping you. If you can't talk to girls, yeah, you're not the first guy, bro. You're not. Steph is there to help you. Reach out to her, right? Like problems are not unique. And the day that you start thinking that they're not unique and other people have experienced them, that's the day that your life will change forever. Because now you're like, all I needed was a little missing puzzle. Like I'm, I was just missing this little piece. And now I know it. And now I'm a rock star. And that is the biggest takeaway I'll, I'll share. Hey guys, well, that was the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. Go do it right now. And also, if you're a high-performing male who's struggling with weight loss specifically and needs help, then feel free to reach out to Mo. I'm going to put his content, his information in the footnotes. And if you're a man who needs that confidence, who's lacking that confidence when it comes to women and just doesn't know where to start, then you know you can always set up a free call with me. Your first call is free, 30-minute long free call where we assess your situation, where you are and where you want to be when it comes to your relationship with yourself and with women. So I'll also put that in the footnotes, but you guys know to find me on Instagram, you go to Steph Ganowski. That's S-T-E-P-H-G-A-N-O-W-S-K-I. Shoot me a DM, ask to set up a free consultation, or you can go directly to my website at sgdatingcoach.com and you'll find the coaching application right there. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.